0: Welcome, listeners, to Dark Whispers, where we journey into the unknown and explore the world of the supernatural. In each episode, we'll uncover chilling stories, unearth mysteries, and discuss the unexplained. Prepare to be captivated by the supernatural. Episode 4, Tiny Tim's Tea Room and Rochester Castle Tiny Tim's is a tea room situated in Canterbury. With its medieval roots, it's not surprising to find out that Canterbury is one of the most haunted places in Kent. The city is home to a gothic-looking cathedral and even sports a ghost tour. Despite being picturesque, this tea room located on St Margaret Street is the most haunted place in Canterbury. According to legend, Tiny Tim's is haunted by the spirits of three children who died during the Middle Ages. The story goes that the tea room was previously a Chinese restaurant that caught fire in 1986, reducing the building to ruins. During restoration works in the early 2000s, the mummified bodies of three children were discovered in the attic, clutching Bibles in their hands inscribed with the year 1503. Alongside the bodies of these children were the mummified remains of cats and dogs placed there to ward off evil spirits. Other macabre discoveries were made in the paneled room on the third floor of the building. Behind each of the 186 panels was a child's tooth, a ringlet of hair, and the name, date of birth, and date of death for each. The loose bricks in the fireplace Revealed a collection of children's shoes from the 16th century. Legend has it that after the removal of these sinister items, the building took on an eerie feel, with various workmen reporting the sounds of children playing, whispering, and singing, and sudden drops in temperature throughout the building. Patrons of the tea room have had mixed feelings some saying it gives more cozy cottage vibes than final resting place. Some customers have said they can sense a presence and have even visited the ghost room on the third floor where the remains were found, which according to some, definitely has a different feel than the rest of the cafe. Rochester Castle. Kent has a very dark history of spectral sightings but one entity in particular is perhaps the most unsettling. Rochester Castle stands on the east bank of the River Medway. This 12th century keep, or stone tower, which is the castle's most prominent feature, is one of the best preserved in England or France. However, on the grounds where many people visit year-round and gaze at Rochester's most iconic structure, a dark accident occurred, and it is one that according to legend has echoed through the ages. This is the tragic story of Lady Blanche de Warren and the jealousy that drove her to her end. In 1215, the castle was the scene of a tight struggle between the infamous King John and his rebellious barons. The castle was besieged on all sides by the King's men but the barons on the inside were well provisioned and able to hold out for victory. But this would not be the last time blood would be spilled during that century on castle grounds. Fifty years later, Rochester was laid siege to once more. In 1264, the castle was held by a nobleman named Ralph de Capo, who defended it with every ounce of his strength and resources in order to protect his beautiful fiancée, Lady Blanche de Warren. The castle's defences held firm and the enemy began to retreat, causing De Capo to give chase. Due to being mad with bloodlust, upon seeing De Capo leave the castle, a soldier named Gilbert de Clare, who always lusted after Lady Blanche, entered to seek her out. He found her on a balcony overlooking the bloody struggle and made his move. A move that was quickly declined. Gilbert de Clare felt slighted, but decided he would take for himself without the lady's permission. It was here at this point that tragedy struck. Glancing up from the battle at the worst possible time, Ralph de Cabo saw his lady in the arms of the soldier. Mad with jealousy, he fired an arrow directly at Gilbert de Clare. The arrow hit its target, but bounced off of his breastplate, plunging itself deep into the heart of De Capo's fiancée, where she died instantly. Lady Blanche de Warren may have died that day, but there are some who claim she has never left the scene of her murder. She has been seen many times in the castle, wandering the ruins, with the arrow still embedded in her chest. The castle is also rumoured to be haunted by none other than Charles Dickens, who is said to have had a great affinity for the Medway towns. It is said that he wished to be buried in the castle but instead was interred at Westminster Abbey. Now dear listeners we have reached the personal accounts section of our episode. This one comes from Latifa McFarlane Fisher a resident of Streatham South West London. Latifa was around six or seven years old and she lived in a really old flat in Crystal Palace, South London with her mother, which she always believed was haunted. Latifah woke up near dawn and could just make out the day was breaking. She could see everything around her in her room. As she sat up and looked to her right, she could see a spectral shape belonging to her late nan who had passed away before she was born. Latifa could see that her nan was smiling at her. Latifa remembers her nan had a, her mum had a favourite picture of her mum in which she was wearing a white shirt buttoned to the top with a black cardigan or jumper over the top. Latifa could see the ghostly figure of her nan wearing the same. Her nan asked Latifa if she was looking after her mum, to which Latifa replied, I'm still little. Her nan commented that Latifa's granddad did a good job putting together her first big bed made from pine. All of a sudden, Latifa's nan looked over to the window and became disturbed, and her voice, which had been quiet and faint and echoey, became distinct and very coherent. Where she told Latifa to go and get to her mum. Latifa looked to the window and could see a dark figure peering in. This continued to happen for a year. Afterwards, Latifa couldn't sleep in the room and kept going into her mum's room. One night, Latifa saw the figure again and crept out of her bed and crawled over the floor and left the room and woke her mum again. Latifa's mum peeked out of her window and could also see the figure. Latifa's mum called the police and found out that other families in the area had similar experiences. It turned out that the figure at the window had been a peeping Tom preying on children. Well dear listeners, thank you for joining us on this eerie journey through the supernatural. If you've enjoyed today's spine-tingling tale, please don't forget to subscribe for more otherworldly mysteries in our upcoming episodes. You can do this at Whispers 23 which is our instagram page where you can keep up with any new additions where we will be making people aware and also if we have any guests and any walks that we may go on because i am planning on visiting some of these locations firsthand if you also have an account that you would like to have read out in one of our podcasts please do send it over to us at darkwhispers23 at outlook.com until next time Stay curious, stay cautious, and always keep an open mind to the unexplained. Good night.